Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Episode 13, What Rachel Hollis Won't Teach You. Guys, when I first started writing this podcast, I was like, not really sure what I was going to call it. And then I got like a little further in and it's a little ballsy. (laughs) I totally get that. And this is nothing personal against Rachel Hollis because I don't even know her. I follow her on Instagram. I read her first book. I listened to half of her second book and I think she's awesome. Like that's just my loving judgment of her. I think she's awesome. What I'm amazed by is the lack of focus on thoughts. This work that I do is so focused on thoughts versus being focused on actions. And there's so much that Rachel Hollis offers. This is nothing against her. This is just, it's just a fun tagline, okay? So don't think about Rachel. Think about yourself. Think about this podcast, okay? So obviously I've got a name for it now. But you guys, listen, I have to tell you a secret. And it's not really a secret because I've been saying it for 12 episodes, okay? But I need you to know something right now. And if you want to change your life, you're going to have to apply what I'm talking about today, okay? You got to apply this to whatever is going on in your life right now. I was kind of fired up when I wrote this and I'm still feeling fired up or mostly amazed. So I'm watching this video. It's Rachel and her husband, okay? Now I'm sure that they have a great coaching program and they also do like this entrepreneurial Um, training, right? Like this big conference and they're talking about bringing in all these entrepreneurs. And Rachel in this video, this is what made me think of it. Okay. It's not, not about Rachel. This is about my thoughts about this video that happened to have her in it. She said, I feel like there's something missing. And I was like, yes, yes, Rachel, there's totally something missing. And she's like, we need to tell people exactly what to do to start their businesses and to grow their businesses. Like we need to give them all the things like exactly what to do. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not what you're missing. It's never about the actions. Okay. You're right. There is something missing. But even if you gave everyone the secret formula and you told them all the baby steps to getting exactly what they wanted and you tried to hold them accountable and guide them, right on through, you still couldn't get them the result that they want. Here's why. Now listen up. It is one of the seven secrets of the universe, you guys. The problem is not outside of you. It's never about what you're eating or what you're doing or how everybody else is responding to you. It's never what is around you. The problem only comes from your thinking. Okay, when you see something happening and you choose to not like it and your brain forms sentences in your mind and then you latch on to those and you believe them, 
that is when you have a problem. So your teenage daughter sleeping with her boyfriend is not a problem. Your mail getting stolen out of your mailbox is not a problem. Your spouse losing their job, your best friend picking someone else for their maid of honor, your neighbor selling drugs. These are not problems. These are not born being problems, okay? I'm not saying that these are things that are socially thought of as good or acceptable, but they're also not bad, okay? The good or the bad of something, the problem, that's created in your mind. Your teenager sleeping with her boyfriend becomes a problem when sentences are formed in your brain like she shouldn't be doing that or bad things are going to happen or he doesn't love her or they're too young for this or she knows better. Those thoughts are what are creating the problem. And really, it's just a problem for you, right? It's not a problem in general. You have created a problem for you in your mind by thinking these thoughts and believing them. Because I guarantee it's not a problem for those teenagers. It's the best thing that ever happened to them. Sex with no consequences, staying out late, having fun, totally not a problem for them. It is not a problem in their minds. It is only a problem for you, okay? Their thoughts are making it something awesome for them. Your mail getting stolen out of your mailbox becomes a problem for you when you think it shouldn't have happened. And when you say that the world is broken and it's just not what it used to be and people should be better and you live in a terrible neighborhood and you think this is gang related, whatever your thoughts are about it, that's what's creating the problem. But the guy who stole your mail and got your new pair of AirPods doesn't think it's a problem at all. Maybe the mailman doesn't even think it's a problem. Maybe he's like, eh, happens all the time. It's totally not a problem for him. It's a problem in your mind. You have created the problem by the thoughts that you're thinking. It doesn't even have to be a problem for you. It doesn't have to be a problem because you could choose not to think the thoughts that make it seem like a problem. I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. I'm just letting you know that the problem comes from your thoughts. It doesn't come from the circumstance. I'm not telling you that you should be happy about your mail getting stolen or your daughter sleeping around. Just trying to tell you that the thing is not the problem. It's your thought about it that is the problem. You saying that it shouldn't be how it is, is the problem. Now, the reason that I'm telling you about problems is because anytime that you have a goal, your brain is going to want to try to stop you, okay? You're going to think that there's all these things that are going wrong and that are not helping you and they're problems, okay? But if you let them get in the way and you let yourself believe those things, that is where the problem comes in. So here's my main point. You guys, you're never going to reach your goal by just gritting your teeth. And just burying it. Just trying to get through it, okay? Forcing yourself to do something. You're, that, that never works and it never helps you reach your goal. So why not? Why? Think about it. Think about what I've been telling you for 12 episodes and try to put it together. I know that you already know because you're awesome. But if you're new here, this is a great thing to learn, okay? This is absolutely crucial. Your actions are fueled by your feelings, It's this whole little formula, 
Okay, we talked about it last, let's see, two weeks ago in the model. First, there's a circumstance. It has nothing to do with you. Then you have a thought about it. You make it have something to do with you. That thought will create a feeling or an emotion in your body. And the feeling or emotion will fuel what you do next or how you show up or what you don't do. And that action gives you a result. All that put together gives you a result. All these things are connected. Every time you have a feeling, it's fueling you to do something or to not do something or to show up in a certain way. You can't feel depressed and self-loathing and fearful and create big, amazing, massive, impactful action from that place of feeling depressed and loathing yourself. If you want to start a business or you want to start hiking or you want to finally do that thing that you've always wanted to do, you beating yourself up even just a little bit or comparing yourself is not helping. You know what else isn't helping? Motivational talks. Those things last for a hot minute. They do not last forever because you're not watching your brain. You're just watching somebody else offer you thoughts and you believe them for a second and you're like, oh, hey, they believe this. Like maybe I should too. But then within a few minutes, your brain's going to offer you something that you've already been thinking and believing for a long time and it's going to counteract what you just listened to. This is why coaching is the only thing that works. This is not self-promotion. This is, you have to coach yourself. You have to recognize that your brain is the culprit. It's the thing that's keeping you from reaching your goals. So when you're watching these motivational videos for a minute, you're like, oh, hey, this is awesome. This could work for me. And you're feeling really inspired because a person like yourself did something that's really awesome that you want to do. And then you take that first step. Okay, did you, did you follow that? There was a thought. Maybe this could work for me. And the feeling was inspired. And then your action was you took the first step. So the, but the reason that nobody gets beyond that first step, though, is because their brain steps in. Remember that lovely lower brain that is trying to be super helpful and keep you alive? The thoughts that that brain offers you are going to be so convincing. Your lower brain lives with you all the time. It's like your evil twin sister kind of, except for it's trying to keep you alive. It knows your secrets, it knows your fears, and it knows all the excuses that you usually use that are going to keep you completely safe. Your brain is so good at coming up with excuses that you're totally going to believe it when it says, well, it worked for that person, but it's probably not going to work for me because they probably just aren't sharing everything. Maybe that was like step one and step two, but there's probably something they're still keeping secret. Or um, I probably wouldn't be able to get past like this spot. Like I always get stuck at this spot. Or you start to worry about what are, what people are going to say. What will people say when they see me doing that? This is getting really hard and I'm worried about what my sister will think or my mom will think. Or your brain will say, I heard that if it's not fun, it's totally not worth doing. So 
I shouldn't really move forward. Or I like my life exactly how it is. I actually don't want to change it. That one goal that I said I really wanted to reach, I'm actually good not doing it. I don't think I should want to change. I should just be grateful for everything that I have. You see how sneaky your brain can be in convincing you not to go after your goals? Sometimes it takes too long or you're not seeing results, okay? And then you believe that sentence that your brain offers you. And when you believe it, that feeling of being inspired and excited, it goes away. And so does the big action that you were taking when you took that very first step. When the action goes away, your chance for that desired result is zero, completely zero, because you have to still do the thing to make it there. Your own brain is trying to sabotage you. You could go watch some more motivational speeches and try to get inspired again, and it might work again. But then the cycle continues until you get so used to starting and never finishing that it becomes another compelling reason why you shouldn't keep going. You don't need any more how-tos, you guys. Your problem is not in what you are doing or not doing. Your problem exists first in your own brain. When you learn that you can respond to your brain, that's when things change. This is why actions aren't enough. You know that you need action. You know that you've got to do the thing. You know that to lose the weight, you just have to eat healthy and you have to exercise and you cut back on those donuts. You know that to start a business and have it be successful, you've got to put in the work every day until you see a return. You know that if you want to get strong, you lift weights. You guys, the how has never been a secret. And with the internet especially, today you can get the information on absolutely anything that you can imagine doing. YouTube and free courses, they abound with advice on how to do things. It's the how. But the reason we keep looking for more is because we recognize that something is missing. We do all the things for a minute and then we think it's not working and then we start looking for something else. That's because actions are never what it takes to reach a goal. They're not all that it takes. And they're not the most important thing that it takes. Think about it. The whole reason that you want to achieve that goal is not because of the tangible thing that you can touch. But the reason you want to reach a goal is because of how you believe it's going to make you feel when you get there. I don't want a Lincoln Navigator because it's a hunk of metal in my driveway that gets me from point A to point B. I don't just want to touch a metal car and say, hey, I'm successful. I did it. Here's this metal thing in my driveway. The reason I want a Lincoln Navigator is because I think I will feel successful when I can buy one with cash. I want it because I think driving it will feel vindicating for all those hours I put working so hard to be able to buy a car that I love without going into debt. If it's a feeling that I'm chasing, then you've got to admit that feelings come into play somewhere and it's not just in the end. And I know that those feelings are created by the thoughts that I'll be having about the car and about myself. So how could I believe though that the thoughts only come into play in the end when I've achieved the goal? You guys, everything that you want to feel and think is in reach right in this moment. 
The only reason we want tangible evidence is because it's proof that thinking those thoughts and feeling those feelings and taking that needed action actually produced the result that you wanted. Actions by themselves don't carry the right kind of energy though to get you your result. If you're feeling terrible about yourself and hating your body and thinking that you'll change once you've lost X number of pounds, you're in for serious disappointment because a circumstance, your body being a few pounds lighter can't create a feeling. That lost 15 pounds does not create anything. When you finally allow yourself to think the thought, wow, my body is amazing, that's when you feel that feeling that you're seeking. You don't actually have to reach the goal for it. You have to feel the feeling first and work from there. If you want to love your body, you can't get there by hating your body. Does that make sense? You've got to watch the thoughts so much more than the actions because those are the things driving your results. You guys, thoughts are just suggestions from your brain. They come from all kinds of places. They come from your memories. They come from just habits, maybe intuition or the things that other people say. They're just thoughts, sentences passing through your brain. And your brain is always suggesting thoughts to you. Your lower brain, though, if that's in charge, your subconscious brain, it's always trying to conserve energy and avoid pain and seek pleasure because that keeps you alive. So the thoughts that it offers you are going to come from a place of trying to achieve those three main goals. When you're trying to meet a different goal outside of that, that's beyond just having enough food and not getting eaten by a tiger, but you're working from your lower brain and that lower brain is just offering you thoughts that create fear and doubt and uncertainty or frustration and lack and mistrust and confusion, you don't show up in your full power. In fact, those feelings keep you from doing much at all. Even if you're taking action, it becomes, it comes out weak and half-hearted and most of all, completely unsustainable. So here's how to actually reach your goals. It is not a secret. Yes, of course, it requires action, but it also requires tons of thought work more than anything. Step one, you write it down, be really specific. You envision it. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it seem like? What are all the details of it? And you write it out completely. If you want to lose weight, you write out a number or you pick an outfit you want to fit into. If you want to go on that vacation, you plan it and you figure out how much money you need for exactly this and this and this. Okay, be really specific and write it down. Step two is you make a plan for how you think you're going to get there. You don't have to know all the steps. You don't even have to completely understand how that's possible in your current situation. You just have to have the goal. Sometimes the first step is just Googling it or taking a class or asking someone that you know who's already done it how to do it. So then you create a schedule for the times when you're going to work towards your goal. Now step three is the most important step. Every time you don't feel like doing the thing that you're, you know you're supposed to be doing or every time you find yourself feeling terrible while you're trying to reach this goal, you have to coach yourself. This is how you do it. 
you take out a piece of paper and a pen and you write down every thought that you're thinking in that moment. And then you pick it apart. You figure out what thoughts you're thinking that are creating those feelings that are not helping. And then you either respond to your brain or you change your thought to a thought that serves you or you add a thought to the current thought. Like, I don't know how to do this and that's okay. I'm totally learning. It's going to be fine. I don't know how to do this and that's totally going to work for now. Or I don't know how to do this, so I'm going to Google it. And then the feeling goes from fear or frustration to a little bit hopeful. You're a little shift in your thought, in the words of your thought, can change the feeling. And you know that the feelings are fueling your actions. If you know that it's not always going to be fun and exciting, and if you just know that you're not always going to want to do the thing that you know you're supposed to do, you're over the hardest part. Goals are difficult because you're trying to change your habits and you're trying to change your thoughts and your world. You're experiencing discomfort voluntarily. Your brain is freaking out. It's going to try to convince you that it's a really bad idea and you're probably going to die. But you don't have to listen. You don't have to be dramatic about it. But just recognizing that, of course, your brain is going to try to sabotage you is really helpful. Step four, rinse and repeat. As many times as it takes, you just keep going. You adjust a little bit. You keep coaching yourself. You ask yourself, why am I feeling like this? And is this feeling serving me? So I work through this every day in my business. All of my business goals are big and crazy and exciting. And they're going to take a ton of action. But most of all, they take a lot of coaching of myself. And a really good plan, of course. But most importantly... A lot of coaching. It's really that simple, but it's also really hard. Or it can be. That's just a thought. Okay, so here's what to say when people tell you what to, quote, do. When you want to watch another video, or you take another e-course, or you sign up for a free webinar telling you what to do, remember, these can be great tips, and you can put them on your schedule, but the most important part is going to be the coaching part. It is the only reason people don't achieve their goals. It's literally the only reason you are not achieving your goals. It's not because you didn't have the right circumstances. It's not because you didn't have the right training. It's because your brain got in the way and you didn't even know that your brain was getting in the way. It offered you thoughts like this is really hard or this is going to hurt or this isn't really important and you believed it. It's hard to admit that but it's okay because we all do it our brains are just wired to keep us alive and that's great so sometimes you're going to feel stuck when you're trying to coach yourself and you'll do what I call surface coaching you're going to see all the thoughts that could be hurting you and then you're going to try to change them right away you'll say oh that's not a good thought that's not a good thought and then you'll try to change them you need to stop You need to take a good, hard look at it and let yourself feel whatever you're feeling from those thoughts and really recognize that the result you're getting is because of the thought that you're thinking. This takes a ton of practice because we see bad thoughts and we just want to change them right away. 
But if we can stop and realize that those thoughts are the culprit, they are the reason that we're getting our result and they're the only reason we're getting our result, once you actually recognize, you can just stop thinking the thought or just say, I just don't even believe that thought. What if I wasn't able to even think that thought? So I try to take my most persistent and my biggest problems to my coach because she can see all the things that I can't. I get so emotionally invested in my own story that I really believe that it's true. And your brain wants so badly to be right that it's going to hold on to an idea even when it's not serving you. When my clients come to me to be coached, the same thing happens almost every time. They tell me their problem and they tell me why they think it's a problem and they try to explain it to me, why it really is a problem and what they make that mean about themselves. And they're holding on so tightly to it that it's not letting them reach their goals. It is the reason they're not reaching their goals and they don't realize that it's not a circumstance, it's not a fact, but it is a thought and it's a choice. They think that they're working too much. They think that they have too many people depending on them to do normal stuff so they can't do the extra stuff to reach their goals. They don't want to shake things up. They don't want to waste time in case they fail or they can't figure out how or it's taking too long or it's too emotionally difficult or it's just not natural for them or maybe their life isn't really that bad and they don't, they don't really want this. Now, I really appreciate when I can get down when, when my clients let me get down to the very core of it, when they're vulnerable enough to tell me why they're thinking this and I connect with them because I've felt the same way and I still feel the same way sometimes. It's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable and it's hard to say, yeah, my belief about myself probably is not helping. So I take their very specific thought that they're thinking and I lovingly show them which ones are rooted in fear. Fears that they have been holding onto for a very long time. They hold onto beliefs about themselves that stemmed from somewhere in their childhood maybe or even last week and they continue to, it continues to manifest in their results. It's kind of like a weed that never goes away. And it's turned into one of those giant flowers, you know, those giant ones in the middle of the rainforest that like eat zebras and stuff. And it threatens to eat you too if you try to pluck it out. It's that big, scary, hairy thought, that belief inside of you, you've been believing for so long. They're so hard to recognize though, or to even think about getting rid of because they've become a part of your identity. You're just not a hard worker or you're an introvert so you can't meet people or you're a lot better at writing than you are at talking to people. When that belief starts getting in the way of you becoming who you know you were meant to be, that is when it's time to cut it down. That is when you get the courage to go near that meat-eating weed and say, enough. You do not have a place in my mind anymore or in my heart. That is when you tear down everything you thought you were and you start to question every thought you have about yourself from that moment on. And then all the thoughts that don't serve you, you allow yourself to stop believing that they're true. You detach from them. You stop feeding them. 
And then those weeds that you've been watering for so long, they start to die. And it's scary because they're a part of you. And it's been your habit for so long to water them. It feels safe. It feels comfortable. It feels right because that's what you've always done. But do you know how to know if those things are weeds or flowers? You just look at what feelings and actions and results those thoughts have created for you. And you ask yourself, has anything good ever come from me believing this? Am I a better person? Am I more kind or brave or friendly or successful because I've been holding onto and believing this thought? And if the answer is no, then sister, it is time to let that belief go and not just ignore it because it will fight for its life. Your brain will try so hard to tell you that it's absolutely necessary to keep that thought because you might be cast out of your family or your friend circle or people won't know how to handle you. You might shake things up or you need to be quiet so that you can be safe. Trust me, that belief is not going to go down without a fight. But when you choose, you consciously choose to be brave and to detach from that belief, to stop believing it and then to just let it float by. Let that thought just float by like a cloud and don't attach to it. Don't believe it. You are one step closer to freedom. You fight that belief by answering your brain back. You say, you know what? I think I'm going to be just fine. My friends and family actually love me anyway. It's totally fine to be uncomfortable. It's part of the territory. I love myself and I have proof of myself and that's all I need. Whatever the thought is that works for you, you have to find whatever it is that really speaks to you and that's what you hold on to. That's the part of your brain that you need to trust. Let your heart come up with the things that are really true about you. Trust yourself to know what thoughts you need to hear coming from yourself. And then every time an an old habitual thought comes up, you recognize that it's just there because it's used to being there. But it is on its way out. Believe it less and less each day until you become a new person. A person free from beliefs that limit who you are and who you want to be. This is the work to be done. Yes, you need action. Everybody is taking action all the time. And taking massive, inspired, and brave action will get you very far. But who you are in the inside of your head, who you believe you are, and the thoughts that you allow to be there are what are going to get you where you really want to be. Sometimes it helps to look to your future self, the older and wiser and more graceful, successful you in the future. And you ask her what her thoughts are that she's thinking about herself and her life. And then you go back to yourself and you spend time actively thinking those thoughts right here and right now. Because your life is just a bunch of thoughts all strung together. Your reality is just the sum total of all your thoughts and beliefs mixed up with your circumstances up to this point. I want you to reach your goals. I want you most of all, though, to love yourself in the process. I want you to stop looking for the magic formula, the magic bean, or the secret to success, and instead look inward. You already have the answers that you need. Trust yourself. I'll see you next week, guys. Love ya.
If you love this podcast and you want to see how this work can change your life, I want to invite you to join the Thought Boss Coaching Program. It's simple. You talk, I listen, and then we get to work. Coaching is the fastest way to gain confidence, let go of your past, and reach your goals. I believe in you, and it's time for you to believe in yourself. Sign up for a free session at thoughtbosscoaching.com slash join. I can't wait to meet you.